0: Day rabbit holes,
1: a uniquely Pacific Northwest podcast. I'm Shay and I'm Jody. We live in the Pacific Northwest and we love the Pacific Northwest.
0: On each episode, we will take you on a journey through quirky, mysterious, and fascinating stories of the Pacific Northwest.
1: So grab your North Face jacket, strap on your Tevas, and pour yourself a cup of Northwest roasted coffee, and let's, let's fall down, down the, the rabbit hole. hole. Do you remember a day when coffee was just black coffee?
0: I kind of do. Yeah, there like, wasn't all these choices of like... Right,
1: lattes weren't a thing. But It was black, black with sugar, black with cream and sugar. I think they called it regular. Well, it was I mean, cream you could get sugar. a latte
0: or an Americano. So, so you
1: don't remember Maybe. days before lattes and Americanos?
0: No, probably not.
1: Okay, because that's where I'm going with this. There was oh, really? a day. There was a
0: day where there was not a yes. half-calf... There was a Lo day Pacino? when there was no
1: Starbucks when I was growing up, what? or at least not in the way that we are familiar with Starbucks. So bef- there was no um, espresso shops until the
0: 80s. Oh. Well, I was a child, so I probably should not have been drinking That's espresso. That's why I asked you. <laughs> That's why I asked you. I
1: was thinking when I was doing my rabbit hole, I'm like, oh my gosh, Shay probably doesn't even remember the day when there was no espresso shops on every corner, or at least espresso, like a latte. I, I hadn't heard of lattes until I was a teenager, like you yeah. were raised on that tasting around.
0: Denny's coffee and a exactly chip ceramic that's exactly cup. right. Yeah. So today we
1: are going to talk about the Seattle Coffee Wars. But first guys, hey, if you like this show, can you take a quick moment to do us a favor? Leave us a review on Apple Podcast and subscribe wherever you listen and leave a rating, please. And now we're going to talk about the Seattle Coffee Wars, which guess what? It's actually a world war.
0: Is it just Starbucks going and buying up all the small coffee companies?
1: No, actually, it's not. It's uh, Starbucks being Starbucks and everybody else want a piece of that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, in the United States, espresso wasn't really a thing until the late 80s. And, oh, and by the way, Shay, I participated in this war. I'll get to that later in the story. But I was a player in this war. You're part of the problem. Problem? Oh, <laughs> problem. we created coffee couture for
0: coffee. the I Pacific know Paris. we are responsible for coffee culture I am in the a a Western world. And in fact, d- did you know that one of the like biggest places to visit in Tokyo, Japan is the Starbucks over there? I
1: don't doubt it. After okay. looking at this, I oh was like, oh my, I'm sure oh I'll get my. into like Starbucks is pretty much the world coffee yeah. source of truth for espresso.
0: Psst, psst, psst. It's not the best coffee. I, I
1: agree. <laughs> I, not. Tastes kind of burnt. The, yes, the regular coffee, it always tastes burnt to me. I've never, ever been, I think I've become accustomed to it. You can't go your whole life, especially in the Pacific Northwest, without having to drink sure. Starbucks coffee. If you want st- coffee at some point, yes. you're going to drink it. And it's never, it's been thick. It's been too strong. it It's tastes burnt. You're right to me. They're um, never going to
0: be a sponsor now. <laughs> Right. Got that. Got that. Okay. Oh, so, yeah. So, this coffee, coffee wars. But it
1: did, this coffee wars rabbit hole did also lead me to a Starbucks uh, rabbit hole. This is a duel because you just can't talk about coffee wars without talking about Starbucks. Of course. How it got created and why it dominates. All right. Take so, me back here we are. to the birth So, of the Starbucks. birth of Starbucks was actually 1971. And it was not. An espresso shop. It was not somewhere where you went and ordered a latte. It was not somewhere you sat down and had a cup of coffee and chatted with friends. And you definitely did not get a ham and cheese croissant Ooh. or banana bread loaf or loaf bread, whatever. Or a pumpkin scone. Nope. None of those things were happening at this store on, in Pike Place in 1971. However, it was Starbucks coffee and it was a bean store owned by Jerry Baldwin, Zev Siegel and Gordon Bowker. So no Schultz. No Schultz yet. No Schultz. And
0: just coffee beans.
1: Just coffee beans. And then Howard Schultz, who is a businessman, travels over to Italy, Milan, Italy. And while he's there, he's partaking in coffee, espresso coffee drinks, um, these handcrafted specialty drinks. And he's he loves them he wants to bring them to America
0: and so he comes back um, is it just because he's high on coffee like really may- super, I mean super strong Italian coffee what he's is like a- oh my god oh my god this guy, I've got a great idea I've got
1: a great idea <laughs> yeah so he's like jazzed up on caffeine <laughs> So he comes back, and of course, actually, he was expected to fail. People thought this was the stupidest idea. If you go back to that day that I was talking about before these handcrafted espresso drinks, you are sitting at Denny's all night long with your friends, you're, um, maybe, and you are having a black cup of coffee or a cup of coffee with some cream and sugar, maybe just cream, maybe just sugar, whichever. But you're not getting any milk. It's not getting foamed. You're not getting these no. lattes. You're not getting cappuccinos. You're, it's $2, even dollars this.
0: and you get... Not Unlimited even. refills, a dollar like forty it's less
1: than a dollar for a oh, cup of yeah, coffee most d- places. Back in the day, sure, and you would get free refills. So how on earth is Howard Schultz going to convince Americans that they should spend two dollars <gasps> and fifty cents on a coffee? Who would do that when you can spend less than a dollar and get free refills? Yeah, Eighty this cents or something back in bad business plan, Mister Schultz. Bad business plan is what right. everybody thought, and um, he said, "No, I'm doing this." And what he did was he went out and he actually bought Starbucks from those original three owners and made it into a espresso shop and started serving his specialty handcrafted So
0: he was espresso. kind of the person that studies abroad for a summer and they come back and they're like, "Well, in Italy, they drink their coffee like this." Absolutely. And
1: Oh, gosh, I hope he was saying, I'm picturing his face and his voice.
0: <laughs> it's <laughs> like, like me when this. I come back from Japan. So I'm, oh my God, I'm so sorry. In Japan, they do it like this. And he was like that, but with the coffee. And then he's like, but you know what? I have money, so I'm going to actually make it a business. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, kind of, it's kind of like when you're like, Jody, I can't believe you eat your ramen with a fork. <laughs> Just kidding. She's never done that <laughs> to me. In Japan, never,
0: they never. slurp their noodles. <laughs> yeah.
1: Just kidding. She's never done that to me, but she could have. Um, No, but so yeah, he came back and he bought the Starbucks coffee bean store and made it into an espresso store. So he was the CEO of that from 1986 to 2000, where he he grew that into kind of what we know it to be now. I don't know if you remember because you were younger and also maybe not in this area so much of that time, between 2000 or 86 and 2000. I don't know when you moved out of the area, but his espresso drinks were very, uh, he had set ones. There were not very many flavors of syrups. So you couldn't, there wasn't a long list of different kinds of lattes you could get. Um, They did not serve food for a long time. His vision was I'm going to serve these very basic, very classic drinks and that is it. And that's what we're going to be well known for. And so he was the CEO until 2000 where he really grew this business into a a well-known market. He grew it from Seattle to King County, throughout the state of Washington, and then down the coastline into California. And then uh, at that time, he was uh, no longer the CEO and they passed it along. The next owner was Oren Smith. And uh, he took that from uh, Howard Schultz, a uh, very successful business, and really compounded that. Um, his job was he got us into the fair trade market for coffee, which is a whole nother rabbit hole. So I'm just going to touch on it right here. The whole idea is very lofty and wonderful, but like all good things, they have their dirty side. They have their side that where we go fix something, we break something. That's a different rabbit hole. But fair trade Coffee was to help producers and developing developing countries achieve sustainable and equitable trade relationships. Uh, Where we find our coffee beans are often, undeveloped countries have the best coffee beans, the ones Mm -hmm. we are after Mm -hmm. for our coffee. Moguls these big, large companies coming down there can easily just take advantage of these uh, growers and the areas surrounding the growers. And so Fairtrade Coffee really went in to make sure that we were giving them improved prices. So weren't just making a huge profit and giving them pennies on the dollar. Um, It made sure that we were keeping up social and environmental standards so that we were not destroying their environment, both culturally and environmentally, the whole idea between fair trade coffee. And Smith grew Starbucks over to sales over $5 billion for the first time. At this point in time, Starbucks has 35,711 stores. Oh, wow. 35,000. 711. In 80 countries. 80 countries. Um, And the U.S., has 18,000 of those stores. So 18,800 of the 35,700 stores are in the United States. So
0: just about half.
1: Yep. And then half of those, half of those 8,900 are actually run by the company. The rest are actually licensed. Oh, they're so franchise. Franchise licensed, yeah.
0: I wonder how, so, do you know how much it costs to buy a Starbucks franchise?
1: No, that's a good idea. That's it's a good, gotta be at least half a million. It's gotta it's got to be gotta a minimum be. of half a million, I mean, you're right? walking in with a customer base and a, maybe, and a business plan. A and a, a, like literally all you're doing is walking in and putting money on it. And it's running.
0: Well, I mean, you have to build it out.
1: Right. But it's still set for you. You know what to do. There's a whole plan. Well, yeah. There's, there's a, a whole like, like – You
0: have to do it this way. It has to look this way. It has to do this
1: way. You do this and then you do that and you do this and you do that and you order it here and you give it there. And I mean, you have all the work's done for you on that right. piece. And there's no design – there's no planning. There's no right. seeking out the best deals. There's none of that. It all is you don't set have for to you. even do
0: any marketing. You just none. show up.
1: You just show up. It's turnkey. That's
0: a if you build it, they will come. And not only Starbucks. is it
1: turnkey, I mean we're talking about Seattle coffee wars here. It's turnkey and world-renowned turnkey operation. People is that will come there.
0: Why? In some cities, there will be literally Starbucks across the street from each other's because those might be franchise locations where they're like, well, you can do it. I'm going to do it too.
1: Right. It could be. I don't know what their rules are about. Obviously, they have no rules about how far they have to be apart. Yeah,
0: we've seen those where they are literally across <laughs> the street. street from each yeah. Other, there's yeah. one in a, in a grocery store and then like a full shop. And that's in just the same a parking lot.
1: Testament to their popularity that two stores across the street from each other within, you know, less than a quarter of a mile than each other can sustain Mm -hmm. themselves off of your business because that's the same people, right? You're, you're you're vying for the same customers buying the same thing. And yet you can, that customer base supports two stores. That's crazy to me.
0: It is crazy. Well, spending $6 on a coffee drink is also crazy to me, but you know, I'm just cheap.
1: It's not even $6 anymore, which is why I stopped doing it. Is it
0: more than $6 Mm -hmm. now? Yeah.
1: So where I work, the hospital I work, they have a Starbucks and you can do like the phone order. (laughs) So like I park in my parking spot, put in my mobile order, pick up a coffee, go to my office. And I'm like, shoot, I'm not doing that anymore. It's like over $7 for like the 12 ounce for a latte type drink. Yeah. Not doing it anymore. I I don't do it very often, I should say. Christmas is a curing in your office. I do. Just pop it. Well actually <laughs> I have an espresso espresso machine in my office. And it we're the, getting it makes it all foamy. It's part of the coffee wars. It's phase three.
0: Oh, okay. Wave right. three of the Let's coffee keep going. wars, Let's yeah. Keep going. Okay. Okay. So
1: um wave 1 was just when he bought the 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 bean store and we get going with these espresso stores, right? That's wave 1 and I'll get to wave 2 and then 3. Um but we're going to go through how Starbucks got to where they are and how now we have coffee wars based off of Starbucks success because people want a piece of that, right? Yeah. So Oren Smith was the CEO until a Two thousand and four, when Jim McDonald became the CEO and what he was um, known for with Starbucks and what he contributed to the corporation was that he increased the earnings by over twenty percent every year for five years. That's oh, wow incredible wow. because if you think about Oren Smith, he had already brought the company to five billion dollars in sales. Jesus and so over the next five years, Jim McDonald increases sales by twenty percent or more. Each year, over five years,
0: starting at five billion. Yes,
1: then he multiplies that. Do you
0: have a number of what their 2023 sales were?
1: I do not, but I bet Hold we on. could look that up real quick. Like, so Jim McDonald was your was the CEO until about. Uh, this is the odd thing. So he's the CEO until late 2007, 2008, where Howard Schultz now comes back and is the CEO because he needs to save the company from financial crisis, even though. This fella, Jim McDonald had increased sales by 20% or more each and every year over five years. We're in a financial crisis because the whole world was, I mean, the, or at least the country was at that time. We're talking 2008 uh, where we had the housing drop and we companies every, everywhere sure. were, were, were going down. So
0: I, Howard Schultz on.
1: jumped in and took the financial crisis over for Starbucks. Yes
0: for a multi-billion dollar company to be like, we're in financial crisis, is so hard for me. Does it mean that... Your top executives don't get five million dollar yeah. a year bonuses. Is that okay? That's I'm what I. Stop. I'm thinking the, I'm the, the board stop. of
1: directors was in a crisis because I don't remember Starbucks ever. Like, did you see Starbucks closing down every, everywhere because they couldn't keep the place open? Right. No, not because of business. They're doing it now, not because of business. So, so Schultz comes back and he comes in and grows the. Uh, he comes in for another decade as CEO and grows the company's market share. Uh, this is where you see the increase in menu items. You're going to see more, more flavors. It used to be just vanilla, I believe hazelnut, and mocha. Like You got very few options. You know
0: what else you used to be able to get? Irish cream. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, was a flavor. I loved the Irish cream. And do they not have that anymore?
1: I don't think so. At Starbucks, I'm wondering. So. Yeah, I forgot But about it was Irish like cream.
0: a latte, a mocha, a latte with three available flavors and one, maybe one sugar-free and the only sugar-free was hazelnut. Vanilla. vanilla. You could get yeah. like vanilla and hazelnut. That was it. Yep. And then there were no other milk options until right. soy milk came right. along. And then it was soy milk and you could get an Americano, a latte, a mocha, and then an espresso, right? Yep. And then yep. a drip.
1: Cappuccino. Mm-hmm.
0: Cappuccino, which
1: is just foamy, extra foam. Right. This is where Schultz comes back in and he his idea to grow the company or bring it back to financial stability for probably our, the board of directors the, the stakeholders Oh
0: no, I can't buy that third yacht. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: right. Those people needed <laughs> some stability. That was how he he brought the company up was increase the menu items. He identified the corporate responsibility ideals. So he did a lot of work with diversity, equity and inclusion. He did.
0: Oh, oh, no, all the things that somebody we just talked about hates. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
1: I mean, we're not going to say names. That's why they have safety issues, I'm sure, at Starbucks. They focused on that. No, I'm okay, kidding. Cut that shit.
0: That's why their espresso machines are exploding, exploding everywhere. <laughs> that door, catch, the door sw- fell off
1: the espresso machine.
0: <laughs> or their espresso machines are catching on fire. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sorry. Uh, anyway, so is, that in. He comes in for
1: another <laughs> decade until 2017. Schultz is here, and he 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 grew the company by growing the menu items, growing their footprint in the diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, world <laughs> and uh, gave us more flavors and drinks and food. There did not used to be food. Oh. Right. And they were very resistant before this to drive-thrus. Um, you saw little tiny mom and pops, single owners of espresso stands opening up drive-thrus everywhere, but Starbucks was like, nope, you are going to come in, see the environment, have a sit down. That's the kind of place we are. But those little mom and pops coffee stands were taking off because, you know, on your way to work, you don't have time to come in and sit down and chit chat. Sure, that's wonderful. But I really want my latte on my way to work. And I've got, you know, three minutes, not 30.
0: So did I tell you that I was a barista for a short period of time? No. When I was a teenager? You weren't the movie barista. No, it was my second job. So I was 17. And it was in an office building in Enumclaw, and it was the office building that our local family podiatrist was in, and they owned the coffee shop in the lobby. So it was just like an espresso stand oh, in sure. the coffee mm-hmm. shop. I was there for a very short period of time uh, making espressos and stuff like that, and also <laughs> probably taking a little bit too much of advantage of the pastries. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> when we get to the our
1: part in the... Uh... Coffee Wars. I'll tell you about the pastries. But it's also well. where I
0: learned what a brevet is. Do you know what oh, a brevet yes, is? Oh, yes, a
1: brevet with a half an and half. It's an
0: Americano, but with half and half.
1: Okay, I'm going to jump right to it then. Delicious. I'm going to jump right to it so you don't have Not to healthy. ask these questions. My part was we owned an espresso shop oh, for that's four years. Right. <laughs> for four years. And the funny thing is, is to, okay, I'll just go into this whole story outside of our rabbit hole. We bought a coffee shop, an espresso shop, and it was also a sandwich shop. This was during 2004 when we bought it because I was just accepted into nursing school. So I had this time where I wasn't really working, wasn't really going to school because I'd done all my prerequisites. What do I do? I had a couple of friends that said, you own a coffee stand because you get that going and you have an income and you don't, it's passive income. It just runs itself. You have income (laughs) while you're in nursing school. I'm like, hey, I've got you know eight, nine months to get this going before I'm headfirst into nursing school. By the way, I have three small children. Uh, Well, maybe, I mean, I guess one of them's 14, can't call her small, but whatever. I'm still a mom of children. So I think, okay, that's fine. We go head first. We decide to take our savings, put it into this business.
0: Great time to start a new business.
1: I mean, it's going to make money, right? My friends that told me that running a coffee shop would be passive income were liars. <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> you do know who you are. Anyway, so this coffee <laughs> shop was basically uh, another person, a more honest person. After I got into it was like, oh no, it's like having two-year-old triplets in the bathtub. Like, you got to watch that at all
0: times. because <laughs> well, they ha- constantly have their little dirty little hands in the till. <laughs> yes, they do.
1: I, yes. As soon as I turned my back, my uh, Costco and um, bill went up, but my income statements weren't going up. So my sales weren't going up, but yet the cost at Costco, I think I was feeding people.
0: Yeah. I, I never stole money. I never, ever once stole money. Too easy, too easy. But I would have several coffee drinks during my shift and eat like two pastries during right. my shift, which is more probably than they were expecting me to do. Right, right.
1: And there's a very tight margin, especially for yeah. these smaller yeah, shops. There's exactly. a tight profit margin. Yeah, it would
0: definitely have a Costco muffin and something else. And then okay, a couple so of now the drinks. Costco
1: muffin. You know, one of those Costco muffins has like 600 calories or yeah, more. Right. Yeah, Keith thought they were healthy it's breakfast. I don't know. He's a full-grown adult with children... At sure, some cho- point,
0: chocolate chip muffin sounds real dude healthy. Thinks,
1: dude thinks that muffins are a healthy breakfast option, and is eating several of them a day. He comes back from Colorado where he was by himself, so he had nothing better than to do than work off of Costco muffins. He, he, he was he was in tip top shape. I mean, he was well known for his physique in Colorado. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then he came back and he's like eating as many healthy muffins as he can. Healthy (laughs) muffins. And one of his friends stops by and he's like, what the hell happened to you?
0: (laughs) you (laughs) Body on some helium
1: or something. (laughs) It's been six months, dude. here's another funny story i mean this is you could cut this too but we had one of those reader boards where you put those plastic letters you know it's a light-up board and you put those Uh, plastic letters out there and we put out whatever the deal was for the day and he ran out (laughs) oh god he ran out of letters or couldn't find i mean i had these in a file folder easy to find but anyway so the way we purchased our muffins you know we wanted to get rid of the last ones sure. before they went bad, so we had free muffin day. So if okay. you bought like an a, spe- a specialty drink, if you spent so much money, you got a free muffin. Okay, so we sure. could get rid of those before they went bad. And <laughs> I drive up and the sign—it's like it's like three p.m. So this has been happening since five a.m. Oh no! And I drive up and the sign says free muff, free muff <laughs> with the pr- <laughs> with the purchase of a, a this latte. Was before
0: or bikini espresso <laughs> became right? popular, I might have been around, <laughs> might have been
1: around. And there's another story about the okay. my. High school friends started that business. Uh, oh, really? Between bikini baristas, yes. Anyway, so so that's our our um, venture into the coffee wars between 2004 and eight. We owned this coffee shop. It was an extremely stressful time. Again, I don't. I didn't make any money off of it in the end. After you, we had to remodel the place. We we added a sandwich store. I paid employees. By the time I sold it, And it That's why you got to do
0: the little drive-through kiosk. Yeah, the, and it did have lot. a
1: drive-through. And it did have a parking lot. So you could come in or drive through. But the problem was with this parking lot, there's, you know, six parking spots. So the man, so growing my business was not an option. Right. Next door, it was a two business parking lot. Next door was a hair salon. And one day they got so mad at us because we had so much business that they just went and parked their cars and blocked our drive through and made it so nobody could come through. We had to like do this whole
0: battle of the businesses who's going to take the parking spot? We had to call our
1: landlords and get parking spots and blah, blah, blah. I mean, and they never once came over and said, Hey, your customers are in the way of our customers. Not once. They just straight blocked it. Anyway. Instead of trying to be adults. Okay. Yes, exactly. Um a rising cost of us, products, it just so many things. It was just a lot of work. It wasn't okay. it I did not it did not add to it did not bring me income during nursing school. What it brought was a lot of stress. Sounds because like now it, yeah. I had this business, three kids, and I was going to nursing school full time, like if for anybody who knows about nursing school it's not easy it's it is literally well known for being the hardest bachelor's degree you'll ever get for yeah. a bachelor's okay. degree so it took a lot it was not not good but anyway that was the lie that i was told was that this thing would <laughs> run itself and be passive income and that's why we did it did not happen so we sold it in 2008 when i was a nurse and on my feet there but um, okay
0: so howard schultz part of starbucks s- until 2017 20 20- 2017, he real quick. Um, hold on, wasn't he one of the investors in Elizabeth Holmes' company?
1: Oh, could be. He she had some big investors. We could look that. I, he might have been.
0: I think he was because she had a bunch of old dudes. She did a really fantastic
1: job selling that. I know. Could I would have bought her, her for
0: marketing for our podcast. Right, right,
1: right. She was. <laughs> when I, because I, she's getting
0: out of jail. I under, she I'm in the jail. medical
1: field. I I do blood tests all the time, and I this whole time I'm watching this documentary about her. I was like, that's not possible. None of that's possible. Why are people buying this? Not even possible. The amount of testing that she wanted to do with one drop of blood.
0: Oh yes, it was Howard Schultz's grandson, Tyler Schultz, who was the whistleblower, mm, mm, the main mm, whistleblower mm-hmm. for her. Because she was like, why is my grandpa uh, doing this? Right. Because it's so obviously a scam. So while he was doing this for Starbucks, he was involved in her scheme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, by the way.
1: I think he's always involved in Starbucks, even when he's not the CEO. Sure.
0: By the way, I looked up Starbucks sales in 2023. Mm-hmm. Do you want to take a guess? Take Twenty-seven a guess. million
1: billion. Higher than 27 billion? Almost 36 billion. My gosh, they got through their financial crisis. I think
0: so. Yeah, (laughs) way to go, Schultz. It was all of those raspberry caramel pretzel lattes in Japan. (laughs) What pretzel latte? Yeah, they have the craziest. So Japanese love, love, love their crazy sweet things. It's really weird because, like, part of their culture has a lot of very non-sweet things like their mm-hmm, breakfast mm-hmm. traditional Japanese breakfast has no sweet stuff in it except for maybe like a little bit of sweet potato with a little honey on it but then when you get into like the junk food it is sweet beyond belief and their latte did I just find a way to talk about Japan again <laughs> well, surprise oh! she's oh! talking about Japan <laughs> But yeah, when the first time I went there, we went to a Starbucks and it was crazy flavors and it was like, yeah, it was caramel raspberry pretzel latte for Valentine's oh Day. Oh my gosh, that sounds obnoxious. It sounds like it makes your teeth hurt. Right?
1: <laughs> like I feel jittery. I know not from the caffeine. Yeah, exactly. we are going to a
0: sugar crash and a caffeine crash. Okay, so 2017. So 2017,
1: Schultz is ready to give it up again and move along. He's saved the company again and Kevin Johnson comes in um, and his his focus was continued uh, focus on diversity and improving our uh, the menu, but also he added in the espresso machines. So Starbucks started selling machines and and branding them so that now they were known for these high-end espresso machines that you, could Do you get know in who stores. Who was
0: providing the Starbucks espresso machines? Like, what was the actual brand behind them before?
1: I before I believe it was La Marzocco. Okay, and I could be saying that because I had one of those when okay. I had we had the top of the line espresso machine. It was very nice, straight from Italy. Fancy. Twenty thousand dollars came with a grinder that automatically dosed. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Thank God, because that's a thing. Um so sh- uh, Kevin Johnson came in and he he added espresso machines and equipment to the product line at Starbucks. But once again, Mr. Schultz had to come in and save the day. So he came back in 2022
0: and now Oh my god. Yeah. He's like, "Well, I'm done giving billions of dollars to Elizabeth Holmes, so I'll come back and play with you guys again right exactly so he's back
1: he's like that that didn't work out so i know gosh but
0: thanks god thank god i had
1: billions of dollars to spare right right exactly (laughs) thank goodness i've already
0: i already uh, have three yachts made this
1: financially stable company again
0: (laughs) three billion dollars oh my gosh i'll just like make up for that later well, we haven't quite gotten to wars. We're still in the right, Starbucks. Right, we're still in the
1: Starbucks. But Starbucks kind of starts the wars because now everybody wants in. So uh, Kevin Johnson came in. Now Schultz came in for only a year. He's only been in there a year. In 2023, he handed off again. So Laxman Neresh- Simahan. I'm not going to say it right, okay. is now the current CEO. We don't know what he's going to do with the business yet. He just got it. Um, we'll Why don't we see. just
0: say Charles Schultz handed it off to the yes. new CEO? Yes, the new
1: CEO, Laxman. We'll <laughs> see what he's going to do. Uh, we don't know yet, but Schultz definitely is always around to save the day and bring the company back
0: but up. It's got to be like a million years old, so it's not going to last for yeah, long. Yeah,
1: <laughs> exactly. So this business that Starbucks has created, ha- obviously others want in, right? this, uh, business of coffee that once was people just, you know, 35 cents, 50 cents, less than a dollar free refills. Now, all of a sudden we're spending, you know, 10 bucks a day per person. Many people, my sister-in-law gets a Starbucks every single day. Yeah. Every single day, a big old Starbucks, multiple people do that. Like that's, that's a big business, right? Some of these drinks, could be my entire cost of my food for the whole day, right? Sure. $10 a day. Also to eat all
0: of your calories for the day. Sure. Those frappuccinos, 100%. you get the big one, they're 1200 calories. Oh my
1: gosh. Yes.
0: I mean that and, and another, and a muffin right. is Forget it. over 2000 calories for the day. And there you go. That's all you need.
1: Right. Exactly. But it's all sugar for many, many moons. Uh, originally McDonald's got in the, in the game in the late 2000s started doing really bragging about the flavor of their coffee mm-hmm. talking about you know it's not Folgers it's a it's a, a specialty roast it's good coffee and it actually is i don't know i prefer prefer mcdonald's coffee well and
0: you can get a coffee a drip coffee for a dollar 6 there
1: i've not done their lattes i have to be honest i i'm well, i'm imagining in my sweet- head they're come out of some machine yeah, and they're, and they're not
0: sweeten it and sweet. i don't like super sweet it's too sweet i'd rather sweeten it myself but I'm going to stop you real quick because I do have a little anecdote of my own. So when we lived in Capitol Hill from 2006 to 2012, our neighbor was a Starbucks executive. And he told me that they had a whole division of Starbucks that would go out and find small coffee brands that were getting some sort of market Mm -hmm. share Mm -hmm. and they would go out and buy them up and they would have little code names for each one of these brands and one of them there was this company that was like caribou coffee that's still around well starbucks wanted to buy them up and their code name was like moose (laughs) oh that's hilarious and they had like they had a folder that was like Moose Coffee. And so they were after them. That's funny. I and think they I've were actually heard this
1: story because Caribou Coffee is actually at some of the facilities for the hospital system I work at.
0: Are they actually owned by Starbucks? Do you know
1: that? No, they're not. Okay. And they're out of, I believe, Minnesota that's okay. where they're from. They're not from here.
0: So, I mean, this is just anecdotal, right? right? This is what I heard. And it could be totally wrong. It could be misremembering it. But I do believe that they... Starbucks was trying to buy it up because Starbucks thing was like, that's
1: part of the coffee wars. They are buying up anyone they can, uh, anybody who starts making that kind of progress. And it used to be just in the Northwest. Did they buy up Seattle's best? No, that went to. Tully's. Yes. That went to Tully's. And where did Tully's go? Did Tully's eventually get, we'd have to look that up. Yeah. They buy up these coffee companies that were becoming a chain because they're not, they're the competitors, right? Yeah. They were having a little bit of the market share. So so they they couldn't buy up McDonald's. But they've still competed with them, and since the two thousands, and I don't know if you saw recently, McDonald's has now a coffee drive through station or, or stores. They just popped up in like various kiosk. Uh, they they look like I don't know. They look like thr- drive through gas station stores. I don't know. It's hard to explain. They're um, blue lights. It, it just looks kind of cheesy to me. I don't know. But their whole thing is a competition to Starbucks. So they're okay. little coffee houses by Starbucks. Real quick, I mean by is, McDonald's. Is Dutch
0: Brothers going to come up in this.
1: Uh, a little bit. Okay. Uh, Dutch Brothers and Caribou are companies that Starbucks has tried to beat away. They can't Or if buy they can't them, buy them, beat them. them. I'm just not a fan of theirs. So How sweet. I, I, and I, I, again, doesn't, I don't like, I feel like they tried, I don't know, when I drink it, I'm like, did they? Did they make strong folders and put it in my coffee? This does not taste good. It tastes like it tastes like latte without coffee or something. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. And it's, then
0: if you buy if you buy anything that's a sweet drink, it is so sweet. Yeah, it's awful. And it tastes like they just used like if you get a mocha, it tastes like they used chocolate milk to make it. Yeah. And then most of the time. Which so some I, places
1: do. They take that pre made chocolate milk and
0: yeah, and I'm, it up and it's I'm not good. a sweet coffee person. Anyways, I like a little bit of cream. I don't put sugar in my coffee unless it's like I'll do a little creamer at home. But I drink cheap, cheap ass coffee. I'm not mm-hmm. a coffee snob. But the couple of times I've got, I've got friends that are like, "Oh, we gotta go to Dutch Bros." Oh, I know they love it. People love it. They love it. But then they'll get the the Red Bull drink. Oh, I'm like, that's not even coffee. And I am so adverse to the smell of energy drinks. I know. I had one on our road trip. I know, and and that was when I was like, I have to roll down the windows because it will make me so nauseous the smell of it, and that's probably because. As a and it was
1: low level. It was a Celsius, guys. It was a Celsius. As it wasn't a, even a Red Bull.
0: Well, as a young adult, I got wasted on Red Bull oh, vodkas gotcha. and threw up, and mm-hmm. so now I have an absolute aversion to Red Bull, but not vodka. Any, no, even vodka. I oh, can't. Do you? I'm not a big vodka. I'm not a big hard alcohol fan. You know me. Yeah, I like my champagne. Yes. I like my beer. I'll drink some wine, but wine makes me really hungover. Yeah, beer and champagne. Most alcohol does for me.
1: I'm stay as light as possible. Uh,
0: Champagne's the best for Uh me. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Best luck. Best luck for no hangover. Okay. So moving on. So uh, yes, the Dutch Brothers is one of those, and Caribou that Starbucks has tried to to fight off, but they're still going. Um, Dutch Brothers. I was introduced to while my daughter was going to college in Oregon. That's right. And it was I mean long lines, the whole shebang. Was kind of like voodoo donuts down mm-hmm. there, which was long lines around the corner and I'd get there and I'm like, I don't get it. I don't get the Chick-fil-A thing either. It's a chicken sandwich, guys. Right. I'm the only one that thinks that, but it's okay. No, I think that too. <clears throat> anyway, so those those have not they've Survived Starbucks. They are not Starbucks, but they survived Starbucks. Currently, the biggest competitor for Starbucks coffee is Dunkin' Dunkin' Donuts really? coffee. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're the big competitor uh, since 2010 to current. They have been the competition, which I find interesting. As somebody, I I would not go. Okay, do I want Starbucks? Oh, I really got to go find Dunkin' Donuts.
0: So I'm wondering, though, I bet you. The market share is on the East Coast. Dunkin's is could be. huge on the East Coast. It could
1: be, and I'm so, wondering it doesn't it doesn't talk about like the behind the scenes. You, know, you can get the K cups and all that stuff. I see a lot of Dunkin' Donuts for that. Oh you yeah, know, maybe especially
0: it, when you go. So I do a lot of my grocery shopping in Walmart just because it's a lot cheaper. Like, and when you go into the coffee section. I don't see Starbucks, but I see their brand, which is great value. And I see Dunkin' for sure. Yep. And I, I I know it's huge on the East Coast. And I, I feel like it's probably a little bit more of like an everyday men's coffee. I would right? agree with that. Yeah. Like Starbucks can get to be a little bit elitist. Yeah. Especially when you get into all the different order, like a half cap venti, like you can't even be like a small, medium, large. It has to be a fucking Venti or right, a Grande. Right. It has to be this Italian name. It's a little snobby. Well, now
1: I always order in the in the tall Grande Venti and people, and I can tell as time goes on, people are like, wait, do you want a small, medium,
0: or large? I'm like, do you even work in a coffee stand? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? But it is kind of, it does kind of lend towards an elitist leaning to this coffee, right? Especially when you're paying $7 for a coffee, which is fucking ridiculous. I'm sorry. Also, That's where I stopped. I like when I I
1: got there, I was like, I can't do this anymore.
0: I'm not a coffee snob, which is fine. I have other snobberies, right? Mm. I'm a beer snob. I have friends that are coffee snobs. (laughs) I have friends. And I love you Beckmans. This was so cute. They are so into good coffee. That when they came up to Washington State to visit us several years ago, they brought their own travel coffee grinder. Oh my gosh. And their own little pour over system. Oh, yeah. And they were like, I was, we, you know, we were being good hosts. We're like, where would you like us to take you? And they're like, well, we got to go. They really love Pete's coffee. So, like, we got to go to Pete's, but we got to go on this specific day because that's when their fresh roasted coffee came out. Because they want it, they will, they only want to drink the coffee that has been roasted within the last like, Three days. Pete's coffee is one of my favorites for sure. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't Pete's call coffee. myself a,
1: co- a coffee snob. I'm not a Folgers fan, but other than that, I'm good to go.
0: I, I, yeah, I'm kind of like, whatever. <laughs> I can tell when coffee's bad, but I'll still drink it. I'm fine. Uh, with Absolutely. That.
1: And I'm more likely to drink it black for some reason if it's I, gross.
0: I don't drink great coffee. It's fine. I'm fine with it. But, and I get it. Like Beckman took me to a good coffee place and he's like I'm gonna or and he also made me good coffee at home when he was visiting is like I'm gonna take you to a great coffee place. I was like yes it tasted great but I am so sensitive that I was like man, oh, yeah. <clears throat> I'm gonna go to the bathroom for half an hour.
1: <laughs> the roasters when we started our coffee stand it was not a functioning running it had been set up but it was not no longer running. So there okay. was no uh roaster already in the business. So we had to choose a roaster. We actually chose Delano's, which is right I here in Sumner. love Delano's. My yes, I they were big love in them. the '90s. Yes, that and was
0: when we lived in Edam Claw. I think they had a Delano's there, but I also think they had one in Gig Harbor when we lived well, there. They
1: so they roast right here in Sumner, and so when we <laughs> we're not in Sumner, we, ch- we chose. Delano's, you go down there, they talk, they tell you the history of coffee, uh, where the beans come from, how they're roasted. You are right there smelling it, touching their beans in their little, uh, roasting bins. Um, it's wonderful. And then they teach you how to make all the lattes and the oh, drinks. Nice. Yeah. So how to run each or make each of
0: the recipes. You are going to love then going to the McMinniman's coffee roaster, which you Absolutely need to do with your would. passport, which we will do next time we go to Portland. Yes. I would love to do that. Delano's Roasters does uh,
1: they do this this for just the average person too. You don't have to be an espresso stand owner. You can go in there and learn about coffee, how it's made. You can. It reminds me of home ec, yeah, uh, home economics. When you had your classroom with a kitchen, and there was like five kitchens over there. Oh, they nice. had like five little espresso kitchens, I guess you could say. So you each go to oh, your little cute. stand and 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 make espresso and wear your are little apron. St- are
0: they still around?
1: Yes, absolutely. Oh, nice. Best coffee, but they that's are not. It. You heard in a,
0: it here, guys. Don't get Starbucks. Go to Delano's. 100%. Or go to your local coffee roastery that's just a small mom and pop shop.
1: Yeah. If you go to a espresso stands anywhere that serve Delano's, you're going to get that good Delano's yeah. coffee. There's something about it that's smooth, flavorful, but not burnt.
0: Starbucks always comes off as so burnt, So it's not
1: So it's not weak and missing. Like I feel like Dutch Brothers is is just a bunch of syrup and milk.
0: <laughs> the coffee that you got at, wasn't it Thor's Well at the Devil's Punch Bowl? That was oh, like yeah. the most burnt yes. coffee you've ever awful. had in your life. It's like they lit the they like there's milk actual on ashes fire. in it. Yeah. I'm pretty
1: sure there was ashes <laughs> in it. They and, just, and they might have been cigarette ashes added for flavor. They I don't put know. their
0: cigarettes out in the cup before they made the <laughs> latte, is what it tasted like. It was so gross. Yes. I'm definitely
1: on a long day of activity, <laughs> midday, late, late afternoon. Maybe I I'm I need a rejuvenation with the latte. I think it's about me.
0: <laughs> well no. <laughs> Because the cigarette was in there.
1: Yeah, yeah. That that time I needed a cigarette. Apparently, they read it on me. <laughs> Made sure <laughs> I had so both that bad. I needed.
0: Sorry, little little coffee stand at, at Devil's Punch Bowl, it but that was so bad. bad. Learn how so to be better, gobby Okay, let's get back to okay, the coffee so, wars. So,
1: Dunkin' Donuts has been the main competitor, yes. the biggest competition. Um, but recently, in 2020, a new company has come in from China. They came in and they're they're looking, Luckin, L-U-C-K-I-N. And they have several roasters, uh, or several very popular in China. And in fact, they just now, just in the last year, overtook Starbucks in China, as in more stores than Starbucks. Isn't that crazy? Like, it took them almost three years to outdo Starbucks in their own country. They have tried to enter the U.S. market, but they have a lot of shady business practices. In fact... Allegedly. Allegedly. I don't know about allegedly in the sense that their own government has tried to shut them down, has asked people not to invest in them because (laughs) they have such bad practices that they make them look they make China look bad around the world. So they're like, please stop. But they have such an avid Customer base, people that love their coffee so much that when this is all happening, they went on the app and they ordered a bunch of vouchers and coffees and just really floated them and 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 kept oh, them above
0: interesting
1: above okay. bankruptcy or whatever, so they could keep them going because they love the coffee so much despite their business practices okay. apparently, which I thought was interesting that their customers were so passionate about it that they'll keep them going despite their shady business practices. Taiwan has just kind of entered- like
0: a car company we won't name.
1: Yes, what sorry.
0: I'll stop. Yeah, <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly.
1: I wonder if that car company's all white men.
0: <laughs> you think?
1: <laughs> if he had anything to say about it, anyway. that
0: car company is the reason that it took our a couple of weeks ago our bus two and a half hours to get up to Crystal Mountain because oh, it ran out of juice in the snow ice, in the parking yeah, lot in
1: that cold weather. Uh-huh. Oh gosh, that makes sense. <laughs> so China has entered. The, the game. game, sort of. The They've just not gotten anywhere in America yet, which is where the coffee game really where the money's at. That's where that's where you're winning. If you're winning in America, then you're winning coffee war. Merka. Merka. And it sounds like a <laughs> Seattle. America. Seattle specifically. I don't know. There's some, you know, when I look up all this stuff, there's some talk about San Francisco, but for the most part, it really is Seattle that's the wars because everybody's at war with Starbucks, known as a Seattle based company. Sure. Okay.
0: Even though they're Did you see in there anywhere about demographics about like the most coffee consuming place? Mm -mm. No, I did not.
1: I'd imagine it's here since this is where everybody wants to be with their they want the market share here. Right. So Taiwan has gotten in the game. In 2019, they opened Luisa Coffee and they also just surpassed Starbucks in their own country. So (laughs) it took them four years to get more stores in their own country than there were Starbucks. Um they are not they have not left Taiwan yet. Their Luisa Coffee Company is only in Taiwan. And then there's Europe. Uh as far as coffee roasters and chains they aren't in the stores like like Starbucks is, um, or Dunkin'. Or they don't have chains like uh, the Dutch Brothers or Caribou. What they have is Illy, I-L-L-Y yeah, Vazza, I L L Y, and Lavazza, and those are for home brew, home coffee. And these are Italian, Italian, okay. And they yeah. are for home espresso machines, espe- specifically. So this is wave three of the coffee wars. The home brew is where they're at now. Okay, not. not you know, home roasting or brewing, but like home espresso, mm-hmm. like you've seen, I have here the Nespresso and at, at work, that's what I have is the Nespresso. Okay. So it makes espresso for me, including a frother, all that stuff, a uh, milk throffer So that is where these coffee wars are headed is to your home now. And I sure. think it has a lot to do with the fact that an espresso is $7 now. And it's $7 because, yeah, yeah, yes, they're making money. Yes, they're, it's capitalism. But also, the cost has come up for them as well. So they're not going to be able to also keep their sales up, keep their profits up if they don't come up with another avenue, right? Sure. So we're sure. going to go into the home and make it, a, make it easy for you and affordable for you to keep your latte passion going so that when you're out and about, you come to us for your lattes. Sure. Wave three is now in the home
0: whereas i i would expect that the evolution of the single cup coffee maker is probably like a huge part of that wave it is very convenient though to just like stumble out pop the thing in and walk away and like five minutes later my cup is full of coffee and then I don't drink too much coffee.
1: Third wave of coffee wars <laughs> is in your home, espresso in your home. So people are going to be coming to you with the best products and I am so excited about that actually because Are they
0: coming to my house cuz I don't want that. So
1: the Nespresso I have is so easy. I mean, and I as somebody who has made coffee, uh, owned a coffee store or shop, been in a been a barista, been trained at a roaster and understand, you know, the um the espresso the body, all of it, how you want it to pour, what it looks like, um, the crema on top. They're
0: the people who like, you
1: know,
0: (laughs) right, right. Exactly. And you
1: know what they're (laughs) tasting and why, and what level and how that works, blah, blah, blah. So I, that's why I love my Nespresso machine because it makes regular cups of coffee this way, which gets a little bit, you got to get used to making, but, or tasting and fixing, but it spins it. And so the espresso has it separated. If you ever look, you got the foam on top, the crema on top. That's that's like the the fat in the coffee, the oils, the oils yeah. in the coffee. And so that's what an espresso does. It spins it, and no matter what size it is, all the way from a single shot of espresso all the way up to a cup of coffee, that's how it makes it. Ooh. So your cup of coffee is foamy, and then I stir oh, that's it. Where
0: luxurious.
1: I should make you one before you go, just so you can see it. Well, I it, can't. It, tra-
0: I can't drink coffee this late.
1: Uh, I'll just show it Do to you. you have you. A Show de-cap. it to you later. Okay. Um, next weekend yeah next weekend I'll show it to you because you end up I don't it looks like I have cream in my coffee but I don't I've just foamed up that crema and then mixed it back in and it looks creamy and it is just the straight espresso but it does taste like you're drinking straight espresso so it did take a minute to get used to and how to make it but the beauty of the Nespresso virtuoso that I have is that I just pour milk into this little frother and uh To the line it says to put the milk at, put the lid on, push a button. Push my button for my espresso. They both end. I pour them both in a cup and look at that. I've got a homemade latte, and I can use any milk I want. I can add any syrups I want, which I don't espresso, usually. Espresso.
0: If you want to sponsor us, we're fully open. Right. To that. I would. T- I bought you don't one even for work. Pay us. These you are expensive give us machines, and now I have one
1: sitting on <laughs> my desk at work because I just love it that much. Give us a machine. We'll pitch it every single episode. <laughs> I'll even. I'll, <laughs> yes. We'll put you on YouTube where we we do. Uh, we'll we'll make espressos on camera. Exactly. <laughs> And then I can we, have an espresso and everywhere I go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. So this is the third wave of the coffee that's wars. That's the
1: third wave of the coffee wars. And so that's where we are now. And um, basically still the big players are the big players. You'll see outside of the coffee wars, I want to touch back with the bikini espressos. Oh, yeah. Those were started in this area as well. Cowgirl Inc. Okay. Or Cowgirl Espresso. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was actually started with my classmates from high oh, school. Oh, really? Tequila. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so the Cowgirl Espresso started there, grew from there, and then the movement grew from there.
0: Sure. Into- and now I
1: literally cannot go to a regular mom and pop coffee stand because I've done it before and accidentally showed up twi- the 7 me twice.
0: And you're like $12 ah. for your latte because there's a lady in a bikini? <laughs> $12 and a pubic hair. Ah, in
1: my no I'm just kidding never <laughs> happened but I'm just like I drove up once the first time this happened to me I drove up getting ready for a soccer game I'm gonna go well, drop off like, all these girls in my minivan I've got a car full of young girls oh, no. like 12 years old in my minivan I pull up to this nondescript <laughs> coffee stand doesn't say nothing about titties anywhere and I did I, not sign I, up for tits in my coffee <laughs> and I as soon as she opens her frosted window, the whole car is like, oh, ah, and they bust up laughing. They make fun of me. These girls are like dudes,
0: and so did you just drive away. And no, oh, I got my coffee. Oh god, <laughs> no. You just be like, I'm sorry. Bye. I I'm trying
1: to understand, and I know people who go to these, and for the purpose that we think they do, looking at titties. And I I'm like, dude, you're an old guy. This guy, so so you're, it's so creepy to me. Like, that girl wants nothing to do with you, but your tip. That is what she thinks <laughs> of you. To and you're like, oh, all right. Tip. I have my <laughs> tip. Like, just the tip, all the tip.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's kind of, that's kind of like strip clubs too, but- I mean, yes, it is. think about it from sort of, I mean, it's almost
1: grosser to me. I'm on my way to work. I'm going to just stop and get a titty peep show on my way to work. Like,
0: I don't, but that might be the only chance they get to see cute young titties for the rest of their life. Do they not have a cell phone in person?
1: Right. I I guess I would be, I would be like, if I drove up to a stand with some hot looking dude with his great chest, that is one of the things I like about dudes.
0: And a nice round butt,
1: round butt, but also the chest with the furry hair. I don't. I like the chest. I don't need I to, like to, don't need to me, see what's under your
0: speedo, though. No, keep that on. But like, if I drove up and
1: there's this 22 year old up there with his hot chest, and I'm like, and a nice round booty, and he's booty. making. I mean, like, I'd feel like, oh god, that's gross. so creepy. Like, how do you, how do you, I don't. That's not a, I don't get it. Like, how do you not feel like a dirtbag while you're the sitting whole there oogling some yeah, young the whole girl? Point of being
0: there is to i f them right yes and they just want your money that is it so did you hear about all the the coffee stands in snohomish county getting busted for prostitution Prostitution, yes Mm -hmm. because they were allowing customers to reach through the window and grab a a handful yeah yeah and they were getting nice bonuses not just Mm -hmm. tips
1: but good bonuses. yeah i mean
0: these girls Mm -hmm. were making a lot of money which at that point i'm like just go work at a strip club right exactly
1: exactly do, Which, it, no where shame. It, do like, it where it's legal do it where it's legal not where somebody's like me is going to show up with my kids in the car while you come out and show me your titty like I, know.
0: <laughs> let's be clear well, about I, what we're driving up I to least here as an exotic dancer you're like not having to work so hard as far as making coffee right exactly <laughs> you don't have to clean anything nothing i don't have to clean a
1: crap and yeah <laughs> yeah. I just, I think, you know, if it's a strip joint, it's very clearly marked. You have to have ID. Nobody accidentally walks into it, just, sees naked naked chicks in a strip no. joint, right? Why is this not the same thing for a coffee stand as somebody who's actually, I literally only go to brand name places now, unless I know this coffee stand. Uh, what did my, one of my colleagues, I was, what did she call it? The, the titty shack or <laughs> she's like, oh, you mean the titty shack?
0: It's like, well, the coffee stand. Yeah, it's a titty shack. <laughs> titty shack. hey look no shade to the titty shacks because if i was an entrepreneur that 100%. had the money and could get on on the ground floor and be like i own this business and i hire these young attractive girls to show off their tits and i'm breaking in thousands of dollars a day for it yeah i would I, be a business owner but i'm not. 100 so, uh, am i just jealous I'm not against it am i just jealous uh, a uh, of the money making b of the fact that i i no longer have a body that anybody wants to look at naked <laughs> i do i'll look at it <laughs> just thank it. you will you give me ten dollars to look if at you, it uh, you know what if you want that's what i will do one dollar one time that's all i need just be one like, dollar one time for ten dollars or ten times for one dollar. wait do
1: i have to tuck that in somewhere do i have to like
0: <laughs> no you just, put a- you just put it slide, down, it, over. slide okay. it over okay okay so we get either one time for $10 or 10 times for $1. What would you choose? Probably the 10 times for... I want my money's worth.
1: <laughs> Anyways, no, I'm not against these bikini barista places. I'm against not labeling them. Right. I'm against me accidentally showing up with my car full of kids. Yeah, make it very That's clear. That's not okay to me. Uh, especially... I, think, I, think, I have a car full of girls. I didn't have any sons. I, so imagine... And I'm <laughs> raising them to have jobs that aren't that, not because I think they're bad necessarily. I just think they can be dangerous.
0: Well, places like well also it makes it ups the price of the coffee. You're like, I was expecting to spend right. $6 on this coffee not <laughs> 12. And really- this bitch wants a tip from me. Like a fancy tip. Like I'm not I got tits. I don't need yours. <laughs> No, you get you get like whatever $10 my me. my t- <laughs> change is left over. I have titties, and I find looking at mine. Okay, I don't need, need to look at yours.
1: next time. Next time I accidentally show up to one of these, I'm just gonna whip my tits out. <laughs> There's your tip, and then I'm gonna say no tip. We're even. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're even. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs>
1: So that is the Seattle Coffee Wars. And as you can tell, Starbucks basically is running the show for the coffee wars. They're the America of the world. (laughs) Everybody wants to outdo (laughs) good, bad or ugly. They want to outdo it because they're winning.
0: Absolutely. We hate a winner.
1: And so uh, (laughs) what I would recommend is if you are a Starbucks fan, keep on being a Starbucks uh, patron. And if you're for the underdog, go find your favorite mom and pops shop. Yeah, like a little local find out out who their their roaster is because those those mom pop shops aren't making their own coffee beans they're buying them from somewhere find out what your favorite is support those coffee stands um that are are serving those roasters help somebody else out in this coffee war
0: i'm gonna do a free plug for a local Place, mm-hmm. Lamp Post Coffee. Oh, in yeah. Lake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yum, yum, yum. Their coffee comes out fresh on, I think they said Saturday evening. So Sunday morning, you can go in and get, buy your fresh roasted coffee. But yeah, support your local coffee stand your local coffee brewer stay away from the big bite boys if you want to support local if you like the big boys stick with the big boys it's up to you and if you want to drink coffee that has been pooped out of a cat's oh yes i didn't even go there i didn't even go there if you have fancy money and you want to eat it's a monkey it's a monkey that poops out i thought it was a cat no monkey in the trees eats there's a cat though that does it too. a wild cat Eats, uh, living
1: in the trees, eats the
0: coffee bean
1: and what they poop out, then they roast. Yum. There are folks who will pay hundreds of dollars for that espresso.
0: Do you know who roasts their own coffee and has pretty decent coffee? Hmm. Ah, I can't wait. I've not had theirs. Please follow us on Spotify. Follow us on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And- Please share the podcast with someone else. And I'm not talking about just saying, "Hey, my friend blah 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 does this great podcast." Actually physically send them the link to their phone. One person, each of you one if person, you just send it to one person. We do it person, each week.
1: We double our our listenership yes. by by just having you do each of you do one person. One person a week. <laughs>
0: at least one person. I don't know. That's a lot. Share, share, share. That's the only Jeez. way we get to keep doing this. I know. And for those of you who are like, we love your podcast. We just haven't listened to the last five. Listen to the last five. Come on. They get better. They get better. Every and better. single
1: time. Not only are we funnier, Shay's better at editing. So we're exactly. getting legit around here.
0: We were always funny. Always funny. We're idiots. Especially and I love two us. bottles of champagne.
1: I don't know how many times. Every time I say we're so stupid, and I love it. Yeah,
0: but then we come up with these really great ideas, <laughs> like of... OnlyFans feet <laughs> with <laughs> bigfoot massages. Bigfoot, OnlyFans feet. Hey, we can't put that. Up. We got to. Somebody will steal it. All right. Thanks so much, guys. We'll see you next week, and see, see you down, down the, the rabbit hole. Rabbit hole. So, I, I've never gone. sexualizes ladybugs. <laughs>